Hello and welcome to the Field Talk podcast from the Linder Farm Network, the voice of Minnesota agriculture. I'm your host, Dan Lemke. Minnesota and North Dakota are partnering on an effort to bolster Minnesota's ag weather data. For more than 30 years, North Dakota has operated the North Dakota Agricultural Weather Network, or NDON, which gathers weather data, soil information, and much more to help farmers make decisions. Minnesota will tap into Endon's technology to help grow its ag weather network. Endon Director Daryl Richeson joins us on this Field Talk podcast with more on what he calls a weather risk management tool. And when people think of um, weather risk, you know, how can you manage the weather? You really can't. And, and in a way, that's correct, but I would always argue, but there are some ways that we can manage it. You know, we can't stop a hailstorm from destroying your crops. But what Endon can really do um, many ways is we can forecast, say, when certain diseases are going to come out. And in the crop world, a lot of these are fungal diseases. So we can time, you know, like this would be a very good time. The disease is likely going to start developing here in the next day or two. You know, you could put a pre-application down. So you can time it and then you know what's going on. You can catch it beforehand which in a way, you know, could save you a little bit of money because maybe you don't have to put quite as much fungicide down. You can catch it in the early stages. Or, you know, hey, I'm, I'm just going to spray, you know, every week for this. But what if it's a really dry summer and, you know, the odds of getting a uh, disease is very, very, very low? It's the same thing, you know, and Don with his tools just goes, no, this is extremely unlikely to develop. You know, maybe you can skip a spray or two, and of course, that's going to save you money. So both ways, it's really an economic tool to save you money. But same thing with insects, you know, for example, we can determine when insects are going to come out. We can allow you to go back years with certain cultivars. You know, if I plan on this date this year, what's the best cultivar based on averages that I could actually plant? You know, how much risk do you want to take? Hey, you know, I bet to, you know, if the first freeze this year is a week later, I could maybe add an extra, you know, three or four or five bushels an acre by using this um, cultivar instead. Those are just, say, a few of the examples of how we can help manage your weather risk a little bit. But there's also simple things like Endon stuff is used uh, for the drought for federal programs. You know, when people are trying to draw the drought monitors, the areas that are heavily hit, because we have all this data that's considered research grade that people are trusting our data. So again, it's it's used in other avenues besides weather risk management just for the farmer, but it also is on a regional scale sometimes for the drought programs and other programs in agriculture, most of which, of course, come from the federal government. Minnesota put some money towards uh, expanding and building out its own network, which will, again, be tied in with what uh, you offer. Tell me a little bit about what uh, the plan is to uh, build out Minnesota's capacity. Well, last year, uh, which would have been in uh, the spring session of 2023, uh, the Minnesota legislature gave three million of the clean water fund you know that little small little um sales tax portion uh, a part of that three million dollars to the minnesota department of ag so what the minnesota department of ag is going to do is build weather stations that are absolutely identical to all endon stations so in turn that will allow all of those stations to instantly be served by all of our tools all of our programming and such 
because building stations is hard, but at the same time, easy. The hard part comes from, well, how do we get this information onto a website? How do we get all of those tools and all of the programming? I mean, Endon has over, well over a million lines of code. That's expensive, takes time. So by the Minnesota Department of Ag using our resources, it will save Minnesota taxpayers a lot of money so that money can go into building stations rather than building that background infrastructure. So this will go in mainly the agricultural areas of Minnesota. So say the western half of Minnesota and then say the southern half of Minnesota on ag areas. And so again, if you go to the Minnesota Department of Ag, are looking, they're looking for volunteers to put these stations on. But we, what we're doing is trying to put a station, say approximately every 20 miles and then the state of Minnesota will have this really broad, good network of stations dedicated to agriculture and agricultural areas because getting weather data from an airport, it's not a really doesn't really tell you what's happening in your field very well. You know, putting in um, in the Twin Cities, you know, it's not going to help us any. But having that data in rural areas where your crop are growing, you know, one or two degrees here or there makes a difference. And in turn, this, I think, will be a huge win for agriculture in the state of Minnesota. So what makes a, a good site if folks are considering or they hear this and they think, well, I wouldn't mind learning that information from my local area. What kinds of things are you, know, are you looking for and would make a good site for one of these stations? Well, a nice, you know, the basics is a nice little level piece of ground to actually put the station on. And these are towers, but don't get scared. It's not a cell tower. <laughs> this tower only goes to 33 feet. So it's really like a telephone pole uh, in that sense of the word. Um, but the tower has little guy wires on it, not so much for the wind, but it's just protection. A lot of times from ice storms, um, you get a lot of weight on a, uh, one of these little towers during the winter. It looks what happens to power lines, for an example, when there's ice storms. Uh, so we need about 10 by 10 yards uh, level and then really an area with good soil, because not only is this a weather network, it's a soil network. And so we're going to have soil moisture probes. So we'll give the state of Minnesota a really good idea of how much moisture is in the soil in a large area of the state as well. But then you want to emulate a field. So you don't want trees or buildings next door because most of your fields, you know, if you have a quarter section, you know, 160 acres of corn, say, you know, we want to emulate that. And we can't put the station in the middle of your field, of course. That'd be very inconvenient. But my point is we don't want it near buildings. We don't want it near trees because wind is a very strong component of evaporation potential. And one of the tools we do is crop water use or irrigators to know how much water they need to put for irrigation. So having a good open wind area is really good. So I always suggest if we can get like a quarter of a mile without any trees, or at least a lot of them, maybe if there's one there, it won't matter. And a nice level piece of ground and somewhat easy for us to get to. It is Minnesota. Uh, we, this winter is an example of a nice winter, but most of them aren't this nice. So we, you know, if something happens to that station, we want to fix it even in the winter time. So we could have access like on our road that's plowed in the winter, uh, not a township road that they don't plow in the winter uh, would also be something to consider. What are some of the data points that are collected at these uh, stations? These stations will actually have four temperature sensors on them. And you might think, huh? Well, a lot of people know um, about inversions. And especially when you're spraying um, really anything, it's technically against the law to be spraying during an inversion. Especially when you're doing herbicides, you have to be careful. 
Um, dicamba, for example, as soon as you mention that word, everyone kind of knows, okay, I have to be a little bit more careful. So we all have inversion. We have multiple sensors, so we can detect when there's an inversion. And so the good news is um, once the station's in your area, you can actually, we have an inversion app within Endon that will alert you, hey, there's now an inversion in place. So not only do we have one sensor, we have four sensors. We have two wind sensors, one for agriculture. One is more for severe weather and aviation uh, is the other one. We have, uh, we measure sun because the sun will determine with the wind and the temperature and the humidity, which we all measure, how much evaporation, what the estimated crop water use is. So we have those sensors in place too. Uh, we, of course, we have rain gauges. All the sites will have more than one rain gauge, and some sites will get a rain gauge that's capable of measuring the liquid in the snow, not the snow depth, but the water equivalency, which helps for spring runoff uh, determination. Plus, we have soil moisture uh, temperatures in place going down to about 40 inches. Um, so there will be like 2, 4, 8, 20, and 40 inches, so we can get what that profile, how much water is in the soil, and not all stations, but especially, I think, in the northern half of Minnesota, I do believe the Minnesota Department of Ag will put deep soil temperature probes so we can get what the frost depth is. We have those all throughout North Dakota, because North Dakota, northern Minnesota, the frost depth can go below 40 inches very easily. Southern Minnesota, most of the time, not always, but most of the time, it doesn't go that deep. So just having just soil moisture probes, because they have a temperature sensor on them too, would be sufficient. But I think in the northern half of the state, uh, I think they're going to put um, te just temperature sensors in deeper than that so we can measure exactly where that frost depth is. So again, from all those variables I just mentioned, so many things can be calculated. And then if folks are looking to uh, you know, find out that information, is it all web-based then? They go to website or, you know, going to be going to a website when the Minnesota section is all built out or how is that going to work? Um, the Minnesota Department of Ag does have a website and I'm pretty sure if you would do whatever your favorite search engine is online, just typed in weather stations, Minnesota Department of Ag, almost everyone I've said that to was able to find out, you know, find that pretty quickly. And then it's just a very simple application, just mainly your name, you know, phone number, because I have to call you, um, and then like your location. And you can put your legal description in if you want, or most people, if you just use your phone and put a Latin long very quickly and just say, you know, like this corner of my field, it's by this um, gravel road, good access in the winter, there's no trees around, I think this would be a good spot. And then either the Minnesota Department of Ag or maybe even I uh, would contact you depending on where your location is exactly. And then there would just be an inspection with this work. And then they might work with you and go, hey, can we put it over here instead of here? You know, a little bit might work a little bit better. But the application process, again, is pretty simple. Thanks for joining us. Find more podcasts at linderfarmnetwork.com and get the latest farm news and analysis daily from your local LFN affiliate.